Science is now showing us what mystics, psychics, shamans, and others have known for eons. That is, that mystic knowing is a birthright of all humans. It's not just the gift of a few. In this episode, we explore that topic and how this time of year is rich in opportunity to tune in and listen to your own mystic knowing. Get tips and insights for doing so on today's Own Your Intuition show. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe. Do you crave clarity and insight? Do you sense that your intuition is trying to tell you important things? but you have a hard time trusting it? Do you want access to your own internal wisdom and to understand how it operates so that you can guide your life in ways that are meaningful and satisfying? Well then, welcome. I'm glad you are here. I'm your host, Aimé Cartier. I've been a professional psychic since around 2007 I'm the author of the book, Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. I've been teaching others to understand and use their own intuitive and empathic abilities for more than a decade. Join me each week for true stories and tools that will inspire you to take seriously your own inner knowing, that internal sense that you have uniquely tailored to you and designed to not only set you on the roads that are best for you, but also help you avoid the ones that are treacherous. It's time for you to own your intuition. As I lay there in the barely lit room, tucked into my deep purple soft sheets, covered by my feather duvet, head on a pillow, snuggled up to by my precious purring cat, Freya. Words filtered down through my consciousness like a feather slowly drifting down to earth. You are ancient and holy. Bridging the gap between sleep and awake, these five words like messengers coming with me from the dream world into the cozy of my bed, landing within the warm, soft skin of my animal body as I lay there, blinking my eyes open. The room was still largely dark. The combination of a late sunrise and a gray day encouraging a body to remain horizontal. I felt the feather of the words sink down from the ethers into my body, absorbed into the very fibers of my being. I felt my ancient self alive and awake within my being, that special presence of extra 
of holiness, of reverence, shifting softly under my skin. Still feeling this gift as I padded my way to the bathroom in my nightgown and still unslippered feet, I understood that today was the day I would work on this podcast episode, that these words were for me and you. You are ancient and holy. When I was younger, I used to feel tangibly in my body how lucky it was to be alive, how rich and precious this world, and how unlikely, unique, and precious myself in it. There is only one of me throughout the whole of time. There is only one of you. I feel our souls live many lifetimes, entering into different animal bodies, as I like to call our human forms, and living many different stories and circumstances throughout time. We learn, we grow, each soul carrying with it the wisdom and the knowing from one lifetime to the next even if often unable to fully articulate it while in our current animal body clothes. We are ancient and holy. We, you, I. Quite some time ago, I learned what I feel is the simplest and best outline of a story and storytelling that I've ever heard. I learned it from a woman named Kendra Hall, who learned it from a storyteller named Donald Davis. It goes like this. Normal, explosion, new normal. The normal is where you start. It's whatever is happening. In the story arc, it's the thing that rubs or the place in which we notice what is rubbing, meaning, you know, what doesn't work or what could be better. The explosion is the thing that changes, the event, the circumstances, the inner understanding. The new normal is what happens afterward. Our heroine's life is different. The rub is resolved. New pathways have opened up. A new trajectory has been created. A new path is now being walked. Since 2015, I have been teaching long four to seven month programs on intuition and empathic ability. As a part of the process, at the beginning of our class, we go over what each student's challenges are. We talk about what is perplexing them privately before we begin our class time together. And then again, briefly in our first class, we discuss, in Kendra's words, the quote, normal, the rub, the what they want to be different. I have them document it. They write it out in their application and they share it and their intentions for themselves with the group in our first class. 
I do this because in truth, so much change and growth happens over the months that we are together that they forget where they were at. They forget the things that were challenging them at the beginning. They feel so different at the end of our program. But also we get to use it as a progress report. So we can look back and see if they are accomplishing their goals. We want to know the normal quote, (laughs) the difficulty, so that we can understand it and when it has transformed or moved into the quote new normal by using the tools that they are practicing and have learned. I've been doing this so long with my students that practice with them plus the combination of this brilliant five-word storytelling advice that I've started to do it with myself in the regular storyline of my life. When I find myself at a hard moment, I think this is the, quote, normal. Not that the hard is normal, but that this is where I am in the story arc. Something is rubbing. I don't know how to do something or something is wrong or scratching and I need to change it, but at the moment, I may not know how. Incidentally, I have a book out called Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. That it details the process that I use in these moments when I have questions. I do this process of recognizing myself in the heroine's journey in part because I feel it is the truth, in part because I love a good story, and in part because it allows me to see above the angst of the moment and remember that what follows is, quote, the explosion and the, quote, new normal, the time in which the rub no longer exists. I find it useful and hopeful. If you just tuned in to Voice of Vashon, you are listening to the Own Your Intuition show. I am your host, psychic and author, Aimé Cartier. I'll tell you in a bit why I told you all this story about story arc and telling other than it being a very useful tool. But for now, another story. Once on a solo road trip, within a few hours of where I live, I discovered what I call the perfect road. (laughs) It was, is, a dead-end road in the middle of nowhere. It is surrounded by grass fields, a distant farm, Stands of big trees among the swaying grasses with evergreen mountains in the distance. When I passed it for the first time, my breath was caught by the beauty of the place. So much so that I turned my car around to go back and pass it again. (laughs) That's when I discovered this dead end road. I drove down it, parked, and got out. There, looking at this scene, which was perfect to my sensibilities, I felt this perfect peace and freedom. I got out of my car 
and literally just lay on the ground, soaking it all up right in the middle of this deserted dirt road. I drank it in, in thirsty gulps, grasses swishing, dragonflies buzzing, birds swooping insects out of the air. I fell asleep there, napping at the end of the road in this seemingly forgotten but blissful to me location. I returned the next day. This time, before moving on, I marked its location on my phone's map. I put a pin on the map and titled it, you guessed it, Perfect Road. Last summer, I had a three-day weekend to myself. My kids and my husband went to different locations, and I decided to stay home and get some work done. I was just putting the finishing touches on the video program called Empath Core Tools that I launched just last week, and I wanted to put my nose to the grindstone with it. In any case, staying home to hunker down in my studio sounded perfect to me, so that is what I intended. The morning that they all left, though, I suddenly felt called to get in my car and head west. I didn't actually know where I was going when I did so, but I felt the call to do so so very strongly. And so glancing at the ferry schedule, or I, because I live on an island, I realized that there was a boat off the island I live, leaving in 15 minutes. I threw into a bag a few things and jumped in my car to catch the boat. Following the pull to quite literally go in a certain direction, I was on the mainland and several miles in before I realized where I was going. The perfect road. It puzzled me a bit since I had intended this weekend to work. From a logical perspective, it seems counter to what I had been wanting to accomplish. But being who I am and following my intuition unwaveringly, I went with it, of course. When I arrived, I pulled out my journal and pens, my water bottle, and a camp chair that I had quite fortuitously happened to have in the back of my car and sat down to admire the splendor. What happened surprised even me. In this location, downloads from my own highest self and wisdom just poured through. That place just so easily connects me to this well of great beauty and allows me to step easily right out of the regular mundane world thinking and into a place where information just drops in effortlessly, unencumbered by the everyday concerns and details that being alive often requires. That day, I got pages and pages of downloads about my work. I got so much work done. The results surprised even me. I sketched out chapters of a book, understood the next steps and priorities and the order of things I needed to take care of in my teaching, speaking, and work. I understood and outlined videos to make, some of which you've already seen if you follow me on Instagram. 
I got a month's worth or possibly year's worth of career direction in just a few hours sitting in my camp chair on the road with my journal and pens surrounded by the dragonflies and the vistas. It was actually an uber productive workday. Something I attribute to the location and the vibe I can easily access when I'm there. My own mystic knowing. The place where ideas drop in already fully formed like ripe apples from a tree. Where zero effort is needed to see and understand a vista. Both in view and scope and in steps to arrive. On the way out, I texted some girlfriends who were on my way home to see if they wanted to have dinner. Where are you? What's the place you love? One of them asked me. I replied, it's just a road. I can't really explain it, but it's a visioning spot for me. I feel so much freedom there. Mountains in the vista, fields all around. It's so good to me. She responded, nice. I think I find spots like this occasionally, but it hasn't occurred to me to mark them in my mind that way and return to them. It sounds lovely. So I'm telling you all of this to spark your own flames and ideas. Does this story bring to mind for you any places on this planet where you feel especially connected especially able to access your own divine wisdom or feel free and happy and blissed out. When was the last time you went there? Is it time for a trip? Especially if it's a place you can easily get to, I invite you to pencil in a trip there on your calendar soon, even if you have to wait till January. Consider it a date with yourself, a date with your mystic knowing, where understanding is effortless, where knowing drops in, where soothing of the soul and refreshing of the spirit arises instantly. It's important. If you don't have one yet or aren't sure where, as you move about your life over the next bit of time, I invite you to notice these places for yourself. When you are looking, I feel confident that your soul will reveal. You are looking for the places you feel most connected to your own highest and wisest knowing. Mark them in your journal, with a pin on your phone, however you can so that you can go back to them again if the need or desire arises. You won't regret it. This is Aimee Cartier, and you are listening to the Own Your Intuition show. And today we are talking about accessing your own mystic knowing. The time is ripe to engage yours, your mystic knowing dialogue with your own highest self. It's almost December. 
I love the darkest time of the year. Maybe it sounds weird to say that, but this time of year, the abundant darkness always feels so rich for me. Where I live, it gets dark around 4.30 p.m. I feel the darkness pull at me in every part of my being. I want to sleep more. Even when I'm not sleeping, I want to have my PJs on. I want to sit quietly with no external sounds and knit. I want to lay in my bed with a hot water bottle or a heating pad and someone telling me a story. In other words, a good book. I want a fire in the wood stove, Christmas music playing, a lovely scent in the diffuser, and children enjoying their Legos by the Christmas tree. I want to be surrounded by pillows and soft things while drinking rich, creamy, warm drinks. But even more than that, every year at this time of year, I want the stars inside. Something about the darkness surrounding makes me more aware than ever of the brightness within my own being, the one that exists in all of us. In my mind's eye, I can see it. My vision of it is always at its peak this time of year. It's a vast, dark, midnight blue sky with bright, glittering stars. And it lives within. It beckons to me. The richness of the dark sky like a velvet blanket. Each star a possibility, a creative idea, full of potential. If only I will pay attention and uncover or discover it. If only I will look inside. I encourage you to look for it also. Especially if your holiday season is crazy or busy or filled with twinkling lights of every blinking color, I encourage you to turn off the lights, to get in bed early, to stop at the library on your way home from work and grab something off the shelf, to get in the bath with some bath salts and a candle, to sit with your journal and a few questions and see what arises. I've got some suggestions for questions toward the end of the show. I highly recommend a whole evening or more by candlelight or by candlelight and Christmas lights as we do in our house. Bask in the replenishing song of the dark. It can illuminate your inner flame during this darkness because you see you've got one. Inside you, just like me, is a rich and starry night filled with good ideas, richness, and understandings of your life and the delicacies on earth that are available to you that you will relish. You are ancient and holy. If you've been listening to the Own Your Intuition shows, you've heard me mention the work of Dr. Lisa Miller. She's a pioneer in the science of spirituality. 
She is founder and director of the Spirituality Mind Body Institute, the first Ivy League graduate program and research institute in spirituality and psychology. Jonathan Fields, the host of the Good Life Project podcast, sums up the work of Dr. Lisa Miller perfectly when he said about her work, whether you consider yourself a spiritual person or not, your brain, yes, you, is wired for spirituality in a way you've never imagined. It is activated, turned on, and greatly benefits from spiritual experience. And it's not just your brain. It's your body, your health, your relationships, your work, your life. Dr. Lisa Miller's scientific research has shown that there is a common core of spiritual, mystical awareness in all of us. Thanks to her work and others, we now know scientifically what some of us have known for ages, that even a tiny baby comes as a knower. In my words, we each have a soul and an understanding, even if the words are whispered and at some points we've barely been able to remember them, an understanding that we are bigger than this particular body we live in now, and that furthermore, we can and do have a very real relationship with the world, with the divine fabric of which we are a part with consciousness, goddess, God, the universe, whatever words speak to you, however you call it, that our soul and the soul of the world, if you will, are in conversation and responsive to one another. As Dr. Miller says, there is a strong spiritual core within a healthy, strong, whole person an innate spiritual core in each human. And when we engage this core, life unfolds entirely differently. And, she says, that's a scientific statement based on peer-reviewed science. She has even discovered that there is a link between our resilience and our using our spiritual core including in fighting off depression. If you haven't listened to this podcast with her from the Good Life Project on August 10th, 2022, I highly recommend that you do that. And I will put a link to it in the show notes to facilitate that. As Dr. Lisa says, a young child will perceive that we can know something without being told. There is such a thing as direct knowing. As adults, we might call it intuition, a gut instinct, a mystical awareness, but we can spontaneously have information tapped from the conscious field without being verbally told or reading it. I've suggested that there may be places in this world where your mystical knowing is effortlessly fully engaged and that they are or can be very specific and particular to us. Like, I don't know if everyone else will love or would love my perfect road. (laughs) 
I've also suggested that it would behoove you to go there, wherever that is for you, those places. There also may be activities, prayer, ceremony, ritual, journaling. That can be a form or a way to connect with and engage this part of yourself. Whether or not it has become a commercial spectacle in our age of capitalism, you might notice that many of the world's religions have sacred holidays around this time of year. The dark days, the ones in which we are not out harvesting or growing or even eating watermelon on our back porches. These days are ripe with opportunity to seek this expansive mystic awareness within ourselves. Practically speaking, some of the things that we do in our home at this time of year to honor and cultivate this are, one, as I mentioned, candlelight nights. Where I live, this requires planning, dinner simmering in the crock pot around noon, for example, so that I'm not trying to cut vegetables by candlelight. Obviously, cutting vegetables by candlelight is something that has been done for ages, So it is quite doable, but I personally do not find cooking relaxing. So I try to have it done pre-dark on these days so that we can all just laze around by candlelight when the time comes, play games or whatever it is that we want to do. More sleep, more resting, more doing nothing. Just like that road for me. That space punctured with pure beauty and absolutely no mundane necessities facilitates an easy step into my knowing. So does having the space and time to do nothing. Practically speaking, many other times of the year, I sometimes get this in my car. Being alone in my car, off the island that I live on, outside of the usual confines of my life, on drives or running errands in the city without my family, often provides for me the space to reflect and understand my life in a new way. These are just some examples of what works for me. You will have your own. Another thing I do In years past, I've done it and I will also do it in this year as well, is I often take the month of December off social media. I still show up occasionally for work. I'll post about the podcasts I do, for example, etc. But I don't peruse my Instagram feed. I keep a book by my bed and I turn to that or my journal instead. I take advantage of the stars within and their brilliant twinkling. I don't want to miss a moment of it if I can help it. Another practice that I do regularly is something a woman named Sarah Jinks coined for me, a sacred start. Meaning, I take my morning, I start my day with space and solitude. I can't say that last sentence without interjecting this real note. I am not a morning person. It thus far does not work for me to get up early in the morning to do this. So by start, I mean A, when I am fully awake, and B, when my kids are off to school. (laughs) Other people might do this pre their family waking up. 
for example. In any case, I make time for this, this sacred start, whether it's first thing or more like a sacred pause of mine often are. I make lists in my journal to remind me of what I might put into this sacred start whenever it is during the day. My list includes things like light a candle, arrange flowers or greenery, review goals and questions, read some from a book I love or I'm interested in, meditate, journal, tend to my body, stretch or take a bath, make art, practice an instrument or learn a song. What would your list include? You may want to make some notes so you have them at your fingertips when your window of time for sacred start or sacred pause arises. I find it useful so that I don't have to try to think of everything at that moment. I have something to refer to. For years, I've been teaching my students to access this wisdom inside. I call it connecting with your highest self. Your highest self is the part of you who is far beyond whoever you are today or whatever your name is now in the 21st century. It's the part of you that has been around much longer than whatever number of years you are now, knows far more and has vaster experience than you might think you do right now. I also refer to this part of myself as my soul. It's the part of me that has been around for eons, cycling through life after life, and who remembers it all. As we rotate through time, our body changes from lifetime to lifetime. Our soul, our highest self, remains the same. Well, it grows as we grow, but our essence stays the same. Tara Moore, who wrote the book Playing Big, Practical Wisdom for Women Who Want to Speak Up, Create, and Lead. She calls this part of yourself your inner mentor. I love that too. I suggest you make time to talk with her. Find what wisdom surfaces Listen, I invite you for a moment, for many going forward, to carve out space in your life to let the mundane slip off of you like a coat dropping silently to the floor. Without the struggle, the world, the house, the home, the children to be maintained, the snacks to provide yourself or others, the sorrows of this world to engulf you, to access your direct knowing, to make time for journeys with your own mystic knowing, that essential and wise core that exists in all of us, to clear time for your own inner wisdom, to show through, to pluck out the stars that enliven you or inspire you or appear rich and illustrious in your inner landscape. 
the knowing that calls to hear the voice, even if you are not yet sure of the road home or to your destination. Dig in. Find what wisdom surfaces. Listen. You might take these moments to find your place in the narrative of the story of your life. Asking yourself, is there a, quote, normal, a rub? What does your future self, your inner mentor, your highest self want to tell you about what is necessary? What internal explosion, metaphorically speaking, is necessary to get to your new normal? What downloads does the wisest, ancient, and holy part of you want to tell you right now? How can she help you arrive? In the scope of this podcast narrative, it is my deepest hope that the normal you are departing from is the not taking the time to visit and make time, space, or location for this part of yourself, your wisest knowing. And that the explosion might be that it is wise and useful to do so. And the new normal the new trajectory that you are embarking on starting when this episode is over is taking seriously the sacred, mystic part of yourself and making time for connecting with her. As one of my favorite soul light bearers, Michael Mead, said once, you do not have to know the whole song. You only have to know your note. The chorus, my friends, goes like this. You are ancient and holy. You are ancient and holy. You are ancient and holy. Repeat after me. I am ancient and holy. This is Amy Cartier, and you have been listening to the Own Your Intuition Show. Last week, the Own Your Intuition Show surpassed a thousand downloads. And that's not even including those of you who are listening on Voice of Vashon Radio. Yay! I am so excited about this. I feel you. Yes, you, listener, right now. And I am sending you love and goodness. Like, for real. I hope your day has an extra bit of magic in it today. A thank you from me to you for your attention to knowing its importance and following the wisdom that you've got inside. Please continue to star and share this podcast. It helps others discover what you already have. Hopefully that you love these stories, tools, and practical advice to help you access your own deep wisdom. So thank you for being here with me today. 
I hope you like what you've heard. I've got some free resources to help you on your journey, walking hand in hand with your own wisest knowing. You can get my free audio entitled, What is Intuition? How to Tell the Difference Between the Voice of Your Intuition and Your Fear-Based Ideas by following the links in the show notes. Especially for empaths, I've got a brand new empath core tools on demand program. It's for empaths who are tired of being debilitated by the world, the weight of the world, and want to tune in and know what they can do to maintain access to their own knowing without all the radio static of everyone else's feelings so that they can find the way forward that is most meaningful to them. It includes 29 videos, 32 pages worth of teaching documents, two guided audios, homework, a 17-page workbook, a workbook answer key, and some other free downloads and bonuses. You can find all these links in the show notes. See you soon. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe.